0: Hi church family, I'm so glad that we have this ability to connect online. We're about to go into one of our messages and I pray it blesses you. If it does, make sure you share it with a friend and and share the love around. Make sure that you click like or subscribe so that you don't miss any of our messages that we upload weekly. And jump in the chat so that we can connect. Even though it's virtual, let's make sure that we connect. So sit back, enjoy, and I pray that you're inspired and blessed. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. If you were here last week, we were in Philippians chapter 3. I'm enjoying the book of Philippians at the moment. It's all about Jesus, and I like that. It helps me. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. I'm in the NIV version, and it says this, Therefore, if you have any encouragement with being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, Having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be uh, used to... Well, I missed a whole bunch there. Oh, but yeah, 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 no, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. Did I miss some? Verse 5? From the top. I don't have it here, so I'm going to read it here. All right. In relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross." Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And everybody said, amen. amen. And uh, if you have a uh, quick time, we'll, we'll go to Isaiah chapter 32, verse eight, and says this, but a generous man devises generous things and by generosity he shall stand. Um, I just wanna honor our location pastors, uh, Pastor Carolina. Pastor Carolina is currently probably in the most difficult season anyone could ever face. And yet she hopped up here on Wednesday and led with strength and with dignity. And she, in Pastor Lee's words, was an absolute queen. And so can we honor our location, Pastors? And I also wanna honor one of the incredible young adults we have in our church, Lauren Mumby, because of the last Probably this entire year, she has owned the PM community stuff that is taking place and now is back on the green. So can we honor Lauren? She's probably out there doing something right now. Where is she? Is she? Oh, she's out there. You missed it, Lauren. Oh, well. Um, We love you. We're so grateful for you. Um, The tension I find with preaching a message like this is that the culture of the world is so drastically opposed to the culture of the kingdom. Right, So the things I'm going to say tonight are are going to butt heads with the things that you watched on TV this week. They're going to butt heads with the conversation you had in your workplace this week. They're going to butt heads with, with some of the stuff that we actually agree with, but don't realize we agree with it because we haven't actually taken the time to think about it. And it's counter to the kingdom of God. Maybe more so than ever before, we live in a culture that promotes, encourages, and endorses taking care of uno number one me. Not you taking care of me, but you taking care of you and me taking care of me, and I'll do my thing and you do your thing, and I've got to I've got to isolate myself, I've got to protect myself, I've got to i, I got to look after myself, I've got to only take, I've got to make sure I've had it, I've got enough, and then ma- ma- probably make sure I've got even a little bit more than enough just in case. You know, uh, who who here has a zombie apocalypse bunker? I see that hand. Thank you. Who wishes they had it a zombie apocalypse bunker? Yeah, I see those hands. Thank you very much. Uh, but, but the world says look out for number one. Yet a Jesus people, Christ followers, who we should be, is actually about giving our lives away. It's about opening out our lives. It's about pouring our lives out. It's about not looking out for my own interests, but actually I'm more concerned about your interests even potentially to my own detriment. Okay, and so that's what we're gathering around I want to talk to you guys about tonight. The title of my message is Spend It All. And all the wives said amen. Let's pray before I get in trouble. Um, welcome online. Hi, babe, don't spend all my money. All right. <laughs> Father God, help us tonight. Help me more than most. Um, and I pray that we would have fun and enjoy Um, learning to to know what it is to live a life that's wide open and that we would take from your example Jesus in how to do that. We pray all this in your mighty, precious, incredible name and everyone who agreed said Um, in marriage you quickly have to discover uh, who's the spender and who's the saver unless you're both one or the other. Admission I'm a spender. Just straight up um, admission. Sarah's a spender, <laughs> um, and so we 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 have some ground rules, which is basically we hide money until we need it, um, and 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 there's no real like learning around like how you should do this. Or, or I didn't receive any, um, but. But there's, there are definite things that I've learned since getting married now for a number of years. Actually, I'll be married in 10 years. 10 years married in 25 days. Yeah. 10, that's double digits. You young whippersnappers getting married. Do, can I give marriage advice now, Pastor Dan? No. <laughs> Sam would have said the same thing, I appreciate that. Um, and talking about Sam, Pastor Sam married us, and um, he, uh, he's, I, you know, like it's a real, like this, getting married's like the biggest day of your life, or up there, top three at least, um, depending on how many kids you have. Um, and I'm standing up in front, I'm like sweating bullets. I'm like, this is it. We're just waiting for Sarah to eventually arrive because she was fashionably late. And, um, and he just casualized, just leans over to me and goes, we can walk away right now. <laughs> I was like, what? He's just like, yeah, no, just, we can walk away. If, if you're not, you don't want to do this right now, we can just, I'll, he's like, I'll talk to the guests, it'll be fine. We can, I was like, you know, like when a joke goes to that point, it's like, I don't know if you're joking anymore. You're like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he's just like, better now than when she comes. I was like but um, I've actually taken that on and I actually do that now when I marry people and it's like, just say the word, we walk away right now. <laughs> no questions asked, I'll, I'll handle the guests and stuff like that. And there's this, this giant like shock factor, you know, just like, I can't believe that's coming out of you. Like, don't you want, you, you agreed to do this. Are you changing your mind? Like, should I be, cha- you know when you like really respect someone and they're like, you know, I actually don't like that anymore. You're like, yeah, me either, I never liked that anyway. You know, it's like, I'm like suddenly questioning like, yeah, actually, I don't know if I should get married. You know? <laughs> but there's this, this shock factor that takes place in the moment like that. But there's, there's a shock factor that's actually more shocking in today's culture. It's called generosity. Have you ever, have you ever been generous out in public recently? It's like shocking to people. Like, and I'm talking like on a minuscule scale. Like it's like, hey, let me show you that $5 coffee. Oh my gosh! Are you serious? That's the kindest thing anyone's done for me. Thank you so much. Let me repay you. No, let me. No, no, I insist. Send me your bank details. Like, it's like a $5 coffee. I'm pretty sure I found the five bucks in the car park. Like, don't stress, you know? Like, it's like generosity is so countercultural. It's so like, oh my gosh. I can't believe you do something like that for me. Like, uh, if you've ever had the privilege of serving at Red Frogs, particularly at Schoolies Week, like, this, by like the middle of the week, once the Schoolies realize you guys are staying and hanging around, a lot of the times the question is, why are you doing this? Like, wh- what is, why? And then they find out like near the end of the week that you paid to do this, and they're just like, what is going on? They're just like so shocked and so just like it's. They don't even have a category for it. It's like, but I just vomited, and you're cleaning it, and you're happy. What? I. I. Huh? And he's like, shh, lie down. It's okay. You know, go to back to sleep. Um, Yeah. No, I've got time for one more story. Um, I I got. I. um, I did schoolies at the end of last year with the crew, and um, it's like. We took this guy home on a walk home who was like off his face and, and off his chops and probably off everything. He was just out of his mind. And we were walking him home and he was telling me all these crazy stories about how awesome he was. And I was like, yeah, cool, man, that's awesome. You know, and we get him back to his apartment and it was trash. We tried to get him into his bed, but his mate was already in his bed. So we're like, okay, let's, you know, put him on the couch. And so we put him on the couch and he's like full get up dress. So I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'm a dad, right? Like I know what to do in these scenarios. I'll take his shoes off, I'll make him comfortable, because that's what i do for my son. I'm like, you don't put someone to bed with their shoes on. No word of a lie, he's lying down on the couch, he's like pretty much passed out already, asleep. I'm like, cool, and if it wasn't sleep, it was the other, the other substances. And, uh, and so I just slowly start gently removing his shoes, and no word of a lie, bang, bolt up right. Don't steal my shoes! I'm like, cool man, like, just helping you wear red frogs. Oh, cool! Love you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, sweet. You know, like I was like, oh, cool. But anyway, generosity—it's so countercultural that it shocks the world around us when they see it or they experience it. And uh, I was at Baskin and Robbins uh, getting ice cream. I m- might be addicted. That's fine. Anyway, um, and I'm I'm buying ice cream for my wife, obviously, because I'm a great husband. And um, and, and, and this lady's ordering ice cream for her and her small child, and she looks like a single mom. And I, I just felt this prompting, you should shout her, you should shout hers, right? So I'm, I'll get my card out, ready to go. I love tap pay in order to be generous. It's so easy now. It's like, it's, you no longer have to fight the awkward, like, no, no, take my cash. You know, no, no, here, take, no. no. I want to be generous to you, there's none of that. It's just like, boop, <laughs> can't do nothing now. <laughs> and, I, and I did that, and she was like, <gasps> And the checkout chick was like, (gasps) and then the checkout chick's starting to apologize. Oh, sir, I'm so sorry. That actually wasn't your order. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) It's cool. I wanted to pay for it. And and they're just like, oh, um, okay. I'm like, be blessed. Have a great night. Enjoy ice cream. And the little kid's like, ice cream. I'm like, yeah, buddy, you have that. And he's just like, yeah. I'm like, it's just generosity is so countercultural. One of Pastor Sam's favorite, um, verses was Isaiah 32 verse 8 where it says a generous person devises generous things. There's this, there's this idea around generosity that it doesn't just happen. There's a, there's a level of intentionality around it. And if we as Jesus followers, if we as people who are going to follow Christ's example are going to be generous, we have to get intentional with the way we live our lives. We have to get intentional with our generosity. And again, please, move beyond the idea of just how I spend my money. We've got to get generous with our life. We've got to get generous with the way that we live. We need to plan how we're going to outwork generosity in our lives and how much our lives are going to be affected by that generosity. Right? Because it doesn't have to be our whole lives. You could just limit generosity to your finances. You could just limit generosity to, you know, what you do on Sunday at church and how you serve. Or you could let generosity impact your entire life. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 24 and 25 in the NIV, it says this, one person gives freely, yet gains more. And another withholds unduly, yet comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Listen to it in the message version. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and larger and smaller. One who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. In the passion translation it says this, generosity brings prosperity but withholding from charity brings poverty. Those who live to bless others will have blessing heaped upon them. Get this get this next phrase. It says the one who pours out his life to pour out blessing will be saturated with favor. Not the one who pours out his finances. Not the one who pours out his, you know, talents on a Sunday or or talents in a workplace. Not the one who, who just happens to every now and again flick a tenor or give to the salvos or what. No, no, the one who pours out their life. I think what's so inspiring is what we witnessed on Wednesday at Pastor Sam's celebration is, is a life poured out in service to others. That's the inspiring part. Not the fact that he's an incredible man, but, but that he... Of, of all his life, he spent it pouring out. And not just him, but but countless others. People, when you look around, the ones that we are, are drawn to, the ones that we're, we're like, wow, I wish I could live like you, it's because they pour out their life. When you think, well, I don't know about you, but becoming a parent made me realize how incredible my own parents were and how they poured out their life in order to raise us. When you come across someone and you're like, wow, this is this is big. You, what you're doing is, is so much bigger than just here's a 100 bucks. In fact, I find generosity of the financial form probably the easiest, simplest, and, and, and shallowest form of generosity. Because I can give you 100 bucks, that's easy. No sweat off my back. Yeah, sure, I had to work for that. But it's there already and I don't have to do anything. I, can, I don't have to get invested in your life. I don't have to get invested in your situation. You're, you know, here's 100 bucks. Good luck to you, what you do with it. It's not on me. It's on you now. But if I sit down with you and I pour my life into you, if I sit with you and I hear about what you're going through and I, we find solutions together and we, we, we work through mindsets and we, we, we combat our negative thinking and we work out how to get a job and then, then maybe you fail at that and then we work out how you can, you know, or we're working through relational stuff or whatever it is and I, my life is invested. I'm giving of my very life. The only thing I'll never get back is my time and I'm choosing to give that into your life and all of us have that same choice that we could pour out our life into the world around us, that we could pour out, out our life into somebody else. And this is why I'm talking about generosity being so much bigger than finances, because it's, it's our world. It's, it's our words. Being generous with our encouragement. I think encouragement's one of the most underrated things you can be generous with. Like just stopping and being super intentional and super specific with someone and going, hey, Ash, the way you did lead city vision just before, strong, powerful, maybe a little bit too quick, but you crushed it, man. You don't have to speed through it. We wanna hear from you, you're amazing. The way you cast vision, even in that short period of time, awesome, keep doing what you're doing. Encouragement, changes, wow, I love the way, you know, my, my favorite thing to do is to notice when particularly like checkout chicks have like their nails done and they're like trying not to like wreck it, and are like, man, your nails look great. And Oh, you, it's like this is so simple my wife gets her hair done last week oh my gosh she's like what? I'm like I just I fell in love with you all over again <laughs> take notes gents, take notes 10 years married, I'm telling you I'm a pro <laughs> I'm a, such a rookie <laughs> oh the amount of mistakes I'm. anyway being generous with our words our encouragement, kindness wow, you look amazing, wow, you did such a great job. And not just like the generic, hey, you're awesome, hey. Get specific, get intentional, really invest yourself in making that person feel incredible. Being generous with our gifts and our talents. The Bible says that all of us, each and every one of us, no matter how poorly you look at your life and think how much it sucks or how terrible of a person you are if you've got really low self-esteem, you have gifts and talents. You have something to offer the world around you. You have something that you can bring, that you can do, that nobody else can do at the way you do it. And you could use that generously in the world around you. Generosity is so much bigger. It's, it's the way you open your home and let people into it. It's the way you have people over for dinner or breakfast or whatever your preference of meal is, brunch. It's the way you open up your car if you're a young person and don't have your own home yet, but you go, hey, I'll offer you a lift. Hey, I'll get you to youth on Friday night. Hey, I'll make sure you're at church on Sunday night so we can be part of PM community. Hey, there's a YA hangs. Yeah, we're going to go to that. Hey, you want to go down to Red Frog City? Yeah, we'll do that. It's the way you open up your car, your home, your whatever, sitting with someone in a cafe. It's the way you give of your time. It's the way you the give of your deeds. I'll mow your lawn, I'll, I'll wash your car, I'll do these things for you because I want my whole life to be poured out. I want my whole life to be generous. I wanna, I wanna spend it all. Generosity is the pathway to influence. And generosity is about living open-handed. It allows God to flow through you to impact the world wherever you go. It's open-handed and it's open-armed. It's, it's about holding one's life not so tightly that God can't direct you, but not so loosely that you don't make something of your life. I think one of the things we fall into as Christians is this, this fatalism that, that oh, God's got it, I'll just, I'll just stand here and wait for him. No, God's given you two legs, two arms and a heartbeat and a pretty decent brain. I reckon you should use it. Go do something with your life. The Bible talks about partnering with the Holy Spirit, and, the, and that we go, Hey, God, I think when I look at my life, I'm passionate about these things. I've got skills and talents in these areas, and I, I, and I really like this sort of thing. Could I do something in those areas? And God goes, Yep, I'm with you. Let's change the world together. Not, Hey, God, what do you want me to do with my life? I'm waiting. No, I'll wait. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'll I'll admit, when I was younger, that's how I used to live. Oh, God, I want to serve you passionately. God, I'll do anything. Just tell me where to go. No, no, I'll go to China. Just say the word. God's like, do something. (laughs) Anything. Like, oh, okay. Um, Maybe I could start vacuuming at youth on a Friday night. Maybe I could try and impress that girl and lift this chair. (laughs) Maybe I could, you know, but you start to acknowledge your gifts and your talents. You're like, hey, I might have a talent for speaking. I think I could could preach. Hey, Pastor Sam, could I preach? No, but you could move those chairs. You could straighten those pews. You could vacuum that floor. In fact, I think we've got a toilet out the back that you could clean. Okay, fine. But I'll give of myself. I'll, I'll live generously. I'll live bigger. I won't hold too tightly to my life, but I won't hold too loosely to it either. Spending, my, spending one's life intentionally, takes, it, it, it takes intentionality, it takes vision, it takes faith, it takes courage, and it takes persistence. But we must spend it for the glory of God. Jesus lived in such a way when we, when we look at the life of Jesus and we, we read it in Philippians, we don't get the specifics, but it talks about, it. when we look through the Gospels, it talks about him eating and, and drinking with tax collectors and sinners. It talks about him healing the sick, teaching and preaching about the kingdom of God. It talks about how he, he functioned through, through, um, through oh, what's the word? Through grief with the death of his cousin. Like that's, like, Jesus is like distraught with his cousin being beheaded who was John the Baptist. And, and, and the Bible says that he tries to withdraw, but the crowds follow him. And he says that he looks upon the crowds and he has compassion. And, and he, then he just pours out his life and feeds over 5,000 people. The whole life of Jesus is this, this example for us of one who spent it all for the glory of God, who gave it all for the glory of God, who not just for the glory of God, but for you and for me as well. He poured his life into 12 dudes who then went on to carry the spirit of God with them and then they revolutionized the world. But I think about the fact that he spent, you know, we get this snippet of three, you know. A little bit of him as a two-year-old, a little bit one couple of verses as a twelve-year-old, and then we get the majority of like three years of ministry. But there's this life of Jesus that we we don't see that he's just you know. And of what we do see, what's written about, that's not all of it. The the last verse in John, the Gospel of John, basically says that if all the books in the world, uh, 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 sorry, if all the deeds of Jesus were like written out, like play by play, moment by moment, there wouldn't be enough libraries to contain all the books that could be written. Like Jesus poured his life out and then we read philippians and i'll just concentrate on verses five onwards if you guys can put it up here because it's not in here in your relationships with one another have the same mindset of christ who being in the very nature of god did not consider equality with god something to be used to his own advantage That's generosity. Like he goes, I I don't want to be, I don't think being equal to God is something that I'm more than happy God, according to the plan that we have. I'll lay down my deity. I'll lay down my godliness. The king becomes the servant. You, You realize that Jesus eternally changed his very essence, his very nature. Like he's forever human now in order that we could have access to God. That's what, it, that's what Philippians is talking about when it says that he came in the likeness of a man. He will always forever be human Jesus, the glorified version, still 100% fully God, but still 100% fully human, in order that he could relate to us, in order that he could win us back to God. Do we consider the fact that he came as a, as a baby? And chose to grow up, like, God didn't come, Jesus didn't come fully formed, ready to, no, no, he started at zero like the rest of us, and he he had to work his way through childhood, discipline, learning the chores, puberty, 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 like, that sucks, like, but he went through all of it, he went through adolescence and then young adulthood and, and became a man and, and and he and he got a job and he learned to trade and he learned the marketplace and he the, he went to university or whatever it, you know like he was learned. He did all of that, he poured out his life. He could have come as a king in glory, and yet he came to a nothing family from a nothing town. so that he could experience what it's like to be us, having a common life. And ultimately, he chose to die for you and for me. And so when we say he lived, we live generously with arms, uh, hands open and arms open. This is the posture of Jesus Christ, who said, I'll live my entire life for you and then I'll lose my entire life for you. Jesus lived arms wide open. He spent it fully in order that God would be glorified and that we would be reconciled to God. And you know what? God calls us to go all in like this. God calls us and and requests of us, hey, would you live generously? Would Would you, in this faith, love, hope season, but not just in this faith, love, hope season, but in your entire life, would you live it generous? Would you live it arms wide open? That the world could see Jesus in you, that the world would know the God that you serve, that the world would know the King of Glory, and would they, then they would be reconciled to God, which is our ministry now, because we carry the same Spirit that raised Christ from the grave. I want to live like Jesus, who, some two thousand years on, we're living in in that legacy of arms wide open, and live like Pastor Sam, who in 45 years of life has an incredible legacy where on a Wednesday we can pack this place out and you know what the comments are that we got? I've, from people on the street, randoms who were walking past, I've never seen this place with so many people. I've never seen so many cars. I've never, wow, whoever this life was, he must have been an incredible person. And all we could say is you have no idea.